Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. All right. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. Everybody's telling me the new decade. I think it sounds okay, but I'm not, you know, I'm still, jury's still out on that one. Anyway, we are live here from Smash Studios at Hudson Yards in New York City as Good Morning New York gets underway on this Tuesday morning. At this hour, there were highs and lows for New York real estate in 2019. Sales records were broken. However, overall market, the overall market hit the brakes and stalled even as mortgage rates stayed low. And several industry executives and agents believe that the upcoming presidential election year could temporarily sideline some buyers in the higher price points. Is there a bright side? Well, we'll discuss all of that with our panel. Also at this hour, we will talk with two very special guests this morning. Matt Leone, Chief Branding and Marketing Officer at Halstead Real Estate. He will take us through several successful achievements of his and the company's throughout 2019 and tell us about his plans for 2020 if we can get him to talk about that and nicole hay halstead's newest rising star is also here and we will discuss with her her achievements to land at the top of the heap at halstead but first i'm i'd like to welcome my listeners in the united states and around the world i am vince rocco and this is good morning new york real estate in the news this morning the house of representatives agreed to lift salt but don't count on it actually happening the House Democrats voted in favor two weeks ago and passed a bill that would to- toss the cap on state and local deductions. Restoring tax fairness for the state and localities act would increase the salt cap to $20,000 from its existing 10000 for a joint return filed in 2019 and get rid of it completely in 2020 and 2021. The bill was approved by a narrow margin of 218 votes to 206. Here, though, is the but. Senate Republicans likely won't go for it. The deduction cap was part of a broader tax reform pushed by the Republicans and the Trump administration two years ago. And Republicans wouldn't be alone in their opposition to the bill. In fact, a few Democrats also voted against it. The claim is that the SALT deductions disproportionately benefit the wealthy, among other things. In addition to cutting the SALT cap for two years, the bill would raise the top marginal income tax rate back to 39.5%. It was previously lower to 30%. 7%. Some residential brokers were concerned that the original cap would lead to a slowdown in sales, especially in high tax states like New York, New Jersey, and California, and it did just that. Everyone is awaiting a recovery of some sort. More of that in the future. And in national news, U.S. home sales probably will fall next year as baby boomers gridlock the housing market by aging in place. Boomers are born between 1946 and 1964. This is according to Realtor.com. Sales of existing homes likely will fall 1.8% to $5.2 million, while the inventory of available homes reaches historic lows. Home prices will probably rise just 0.8%, the report said. 2020 will prove to be the most challenging year for buyers, not because of what they can afford, but rather what they can find, according to a senior economist at Realtor.com. Mortgage interest rates probably will continue to remain low in 2020, with the average rate for a 30-year fixed loan at around 3.85%. That compares with the average of 3.9% in 2019. The economy is expected to soften as uncertainty about global trade weighs on growth, and that will influence baby boomers to stay in place for the long haul. Even though home bu- uh, builders likely will be ramping up new uh, condo production, new home production, it is not going to provide enough relief 
to keep home sales moving. Anyway, as I said, we have two very special guests today. Matt Leone is the Chief Brand uh, and Marketing Officer at Halstead Real Estate. He brings a fresh, unconventional perspective coupled with an extensive knowledge base of digital marketing techniques to Halstead, serving as the firm's first Chief Brand and Marketing Officer. Matt oversees the 14-member uh, brand team responding uh, for responsible rather for the creative brand uh, direction for Halstead and its agents, and listings. He is passionate about staying on top of the latest trends and integrating innovative solutions into for all forms of marketing, branding, and technology. Spearheaded by Matt, Halstead was one of the first firms to embrace such forms as video, social media, drones, 3D, uh, visual reality, wearables, partnerships, and many other groundbreaking approaches. Prior to joining Matt, uh, Halstead, Matt worked at the sports marketing agency MSN working on the PGA Tour as well as the Big East Conference and <clears throat> excuse me, experimental marketing and sponsorship opportunities. This experience helped him uh, in his architecture of the strategic exclusive partnership between Halstead and the most valuable sports brand in the world, the New York Yankees. Matt was also uh, the only chief marketing officer of two brands from 2014 to 2019, overseeing both Halstead Real Estate and Brown Harris Stevens and leading the simultaneous rebranding efforts of both companies in 2018, and that was a Herculean effort. We now have him exclusively at Halstead, and I say, yay, it's about time. Next is Nicole Hay. She has developed a notable reputation in the real estate industry, and because of her hard work, she was recently awarded Rebney's esteemed Deal of the Year Award, as well as the coveted Halstead Rising Star Award, two in one year. It was a good year. It was a good year. There you go. A well-rounded residential specialist and Upper East Side expert with a keen understanding of New York real estate. Nicole has the skills and experience to help her clients from the moment they start the journey through every step of the transaction to closing and beyond. Nicole believes <clears throat> investing in New York City real estate is the wisest decision one can make. Buying a home in New York City is not uh, only uh, an excellent lifestyle uh, choice, but also a smart investment with unprecedented returns. As a representative, uh, Nicole uh, arrived at Halstead from another top residential firm in New York City, where she uh, knows firsthand the value of talented, uh, of a talented guide and staunch ally. I understand, she says, what it's like to be a buyer. I know that your home is not only your greatest investment, but is also a very personal reflection of who you are. That is so true. She is an asset to an already stellar group of agents. <laughs> at Halstead Real Estate. So, a good morning to both of you. Nice morning. to see you. Good morning, Vince. I'm so excited to be here. And to the rest of you, Happy New Year. I haven't seen you in, in a couple of weeks. Good Happy to be New back. Year. Happy uh, New Year. <laughs> Sorry, delayed. What's new, Matthew? <laughs> so much. I, oh. feel like, I feel like I didn't even have two weeks, like the two weeks that everyone else had. Well, I think, you know, that's kind of like we all kind of figure out what we need to do. We, we plan, I think, to take some time off and then Stuff happens in this business, as we all know, which just never ends. Always something in real estate. Anyway, Nicole, let me start with you. Unlike stocks, real estate is not easily liquid, okay? And when I was reading this the other day, it, you know, makes, it makes perfect sense. The process of selling real estate in New York City tends to be arduous and time-consuming. Buying an apartment also represents an investment in the future for those that recognize the value, okay? It's always about value, or at least we try and tell our clients that. With all the ebbs and flows of the market, how do you use your unique style to not only win over your clients, but find success in most, if not all, of your engagements with sellers and buyers? So first and foremost, I'd say I, I always put myself in my buyer's or seller's shoes. I've been there on the buy and sell side, and I know that it can be stressful at times. Um, we're working with someone's greatest asset, 
Uh, and it's also, it can be very emotional at times. So I try to be there for them from the beginning to end. Um, and I add a lot of value by being a smart negotiator. And um, I basically look out for their best interest throughout. And I, I make sure that they're getting the best deal possible through and through. I mean, you know, we, we talk about this all the time on the show. And, it, it, and it's not an understatement. But emotions run high and low throughout the entire transaction. And sometimes, you know, it comes at you when you least expect it and you don't have a clue what they're thinking about to drive that emotional outburst or, I mean, good or bad. You know, so how do you learn as a as an agent, and you're not a new agent, you've been doing this for many years, but how do you learn as an agent to be successful uh, when you have to kind of maneuver through the highs and lows of people's emotions, which, you know, I always say, people say, what's the one word you use to define this business? And I have said for years, it is emotional. The word, one word is emotional. How do you, how do you, I mean, does it get tiring after a while to kind of figure this out? No, I'd say I love what I do. And I feel like I really try to get in tune with my clients. So when we're working on a deal together, I'm in touch with them almost every day. And I feel like I have a sense of where their emotions lie daily. Um, if they're apprehensive, if they're nervous, they know they can come to me and we figure it out. I will also say, you know, Nicole's a good friend of mine. She's an amazing person. And I think that she's really equipped to do what we do because she's an amazing mom. Like, I, I think nothing prepares you. I mean, I don't know personally, obviously, but I know so many amazing You're not a mom. Email. I'm not a mom yet, you know, soon. Um, probably but I am two, a mom to two, two girls. Yes. Emotions run high in exactly. my Exactly. I, I think if you, if you talk to, like, the great female agents in the mm. business, a lot of them are mothers. And they say that that prepares them really well to be a broker and deal with the emotions. I, I agree with that. I mean, you you sort of have to figure out your personality and keep it balanced. I think the other word in real estate, too, after the emotional, you know, whatever, is I think you have to find balance as an agent to kind of work with everybody because everybody here is different in this room and everybody outside that we work with, you know, on either the buy side or the sell side is different. So, you know, you also recently this year won the Revenue Deal of the Year Award. Now, that's a very prestigious, very esteemed uh, uh, banquet benefit uh, award. Tell the listening audience a little bit about what that award is, what it represents, and how you got in that mix and won. So the Revenue Deal of the Year Awards are kind of a big deal in the industry. I, I'm super proud to have been recognized. Um, it's kind of like the Oscars or the or the Academy you Awards took the words of out real of my estate. Mouth. I was going to say the Academy Awards. Uh, it there is. You go. It totally is. It's right? a gala. So, uh, it's, it's a, a gala. gala. It's an extravaganza. Um, it was at the Plaza Hotel, which is an iconic venue um, that's near and dear to my heart. And it was one of the most magical nights of my life to have been recognized by the industry amongst the best and brightest in the industry for basically just being able to navigate through a very complicated, complex deal. And despite all the hurdles and obstacles, um, my skill set and know-how was able to get my buyers to ultimately secure the home of their dreams. So I'm very proud of that. I love what I do. And I feel like it was awesome to be recognized for that because skills are basically the difference. It, between. It really is a number one award. I mean, a lot of people will be in Wall Street Journal for top sales volume and, you know, they have 90 people on their team or this time, the other thing. And I it's really not about that. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. Uh, uh, but the deal of the year, I mean, a lot of the times I applied for last year and a lot of times like these deals, they go on so long or they get so complicated or you're dumping your own resources in and you're not really even netting any money at the end of the thing. No. So I think the deal of the year really 
signifies like your commitment to your clients. And it's just something that really should, we should put even more weight in and on it um, for the customer side of things, not just the broker. It is. It's the extraordinary, you know, marathon that you have to go through sometimes to get that deal done, to get it closed. And then, you know, again, it's not always about the money. It's certainly not always about the highest gross volume, whatever, but it certainly proves that you are quite the professional to be able to get a very complicated deal. And I say on the show all the time, every deal, not even one or two, every deal will go sideways, does go sideways and will continue to go sideways. So if you're able to pull that all together in very extreme uh, circumstances, you deserve the award. Uh, you. Matthew Cohen, that's where I met him. I don't even want to say how many years ago when he was up for okay. Revenue Deal of the Year award. Wasn't so that many years we're ago. Going it's, back. It's, not, it's not like when you say I've been in this business a lifetime. I forget no, that's the not what I say. I say. say <laughs> he doesn't listen to me ever. It's 17 years, right? No, no, you're right. It's going to change very soon. But no, but it's what, five years ago, maybe? Yes, yeah, six. Six, okay. six, yeah. All right, with that, uh, we got to go to break. Coming up, more with uh, Nicole, more with Matt Leone and the panel. This is Good Morning New York on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Don't go away. We will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We are all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. Thank you. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back with Sean McPeak from Halstead, Jordan Shea from Douglas Elliman, Phil Horrigan from Freely and Leasebreak.com, Matthew Cohen from Halstead, and Matt Leone and Nicole Hay from Halstead. They are with us also. Nicole, another question. So the executive management team recently at Halstead Real Estate named you the uh, latest rising star, Halstead Rising Star. What is that and how did you achieve that one? So the Rising Star Award is a prestigious award within our firm, and they make the decision based on a combination of things. Um, I believe it's your total sales volume for the year, uh, your grit, and um, your work ethic. So I had a great year. I'm really lucky that it was recognized. And actually, when John Wolberg, the vice president of Halstead, was presenting me with the award, he mentioned something about my ability to be able to think outside the box. And mm-hmm. I love that they recognize that because to me, that's a big part of being able to um, save a deal sometimes and also craft the perfect deal for your clients. So thinking outside of the box, I think, is a big one. And um, I do try to do that. So. I think thinking outside of the box is always uh, first and foremost in, like, in, in all deals, like I said, because they can always go sideways. But yeah, and to be recognized for that, that's quite extraordinary because, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people in this industry who are very, you know, myopic in their approach to stuff or a deal, and they just don't have, I think, the wherewithal to kind of expand their brain a little bit and say, well, all right, this isn't working, so maybe I'll try that or or something, and they just don't do it. So that is a prestigious award, and it's um, it's really kind of a, a, a nice <laughs> feather in your cap. And yeah, you had a great 2019, it so is, let's I see what happens it. in 2020, awesome. right? Matt, a few weeks ago, Matthew Leone, a few weeks ago, you announced the following. We are thrilled to share the official launch of Halstead's corporate WeChat account. This marks the first time a U.S. brokerage firm has established a verified corporate account on WeChat, the dominant platform in China, for messaging, social media, digital publishing, and payments with over a billion active users. Tell us about that because that's quite an extraordinary uh, accomplishment for the firm. Yeah. Well, I, I think that you the number one thing you have to look at is that you have to, in a market like this, you have to think unconventionally. You have to do like a handful that you can really, you know, count on your two hands of things you do differently than other brokerages. And to be, you know, Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg just recently announced that, you know, and covered that we were the first U.S. real estate firm to have a corporate verified WeChat account. And we're broadcasting now to potential 1 billion in mainland China, as well as uh, over 2.5 million in the U.S. I mean, that's extraordinary. In, in the U.S. But, but I think the biggest news is, is that there's, there's a half a million people in New York City whose main language is Mandarin who live on WeChat. They do everything on WeChat. This is not just a platform uh, in China, uh, although there's over a billion on it. Uh, so what we felt was so important was we got to reach those people. We had a good collaboration with new development team on how they're reaching them through influencer-based marketing in some of their projects, such as the gallery and some others. So they helped us in, in mm-hmm. p- paving the path. We work with some 
some writers that craft the message properly in, in Mandarin so we don't get something lost in translation through Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then we, we collaborated and we have a, a great partnership with the Barclays Business Alliance. So we spoke actually to some MBA officials that have transitioned their business model primarily to China and have seen like a 30% increase in profits for the uh, for the association. So they, they're like, you have to get involved in this 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 broadcasting to this audience. So we we took us about six months to build and get verified by pe- by Tencent, a corporate verified account. Uh, and now we're active. We have a, a, a you know an, a very large audience. We're connecting with influencers. We're talking about New York City developments, some properties we have. Uh, the culture, how to invest, um, and 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 quite honestly, I mean, like it's it. We've gotten such a great reaction in the two weeks we've been live from not only our thirty plus Mandarin speaking agents at Halstead, but but the industry. Now, there's over four hundred agents in New York City that speak Mandarin, and they're like, you know what? Th- thank you. Like this is like this is hopefully going to spur my brokerage to consider this as a viable option because Facebook, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, they don't exist in China. They don't, they're not used. Right. So this is a way of really reaching a fourth of the world uh, that is not being reached on these other social platforms. Now, as far as the non-Mandarin speaking agent within Holstead or, or wherever, how, how does that relate to them? Well, I think when you go on a pitch, you're going to say that my firm is thinking differently. Uh, they're reaching audiences, drawing traffic to our website, uh, learning more about our neighborhoods and our properties in ways that maybe other brokerages are, are, are a little bit behind on. And that's something that helps. I think the other thing that helps is, is that it's, you know, it's a brand play. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a play that we're, we're getting press uh, and and we're getting noticed in the in the financial community through Bloomberg and Yahoo Finance. So we're we're connecting with a very large buyer group, which is Wall Street, which has has seen this, and it was on Bloomberg News, and you know was covered. And I, I I have a good amount of friends that are inside that 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 area that I was quoted in an article, and a bunch of texts came back. It was getting noticed by them. So a brand play is important in a market like we're in I'll, right now. I'll say it's extremely effective. Um, <clears throat> I, I've marketed uh, two things with, with WeChat in the past um, in Midtown. We actually just did a broker tour for a, a brokerage out of K-Town, and everyone was sending photos on WeChat. It was like it was like 11 brokers, and that was like the purpose of the tour, uh, especially in like the Midtown areas and the more familiar areas. And you might not be connecting with a buyer in China. You might be connecting with a broker in Flushing. Right. Those people yeah, are right. buyers. They sell apartments at 432 Park. 100%. And, they, and people you never heard of have a stable of buyers. That's and what I was getting at with the, the non-Mandarin with speaking uh, agents. Right. That's a good, that's a very, very good point. So it's, I think it's a, it's a great step in the right direction. I think a lot of other brokers are going to try to follow suit officially. Yeah. And as the foreign market, the Chinese market in particular has kind of slowed in the last year and a half or so, you know, here's maybe a way to instigate. <clears throat> a little more activity uh, to bring it well, away. I mean, the conversations about slowing in the market with Chinese buyers is that they're, they're still the largest investor in uh, of foreign investors in U.S. real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, you know, whatever noise we hear about, you know, the is there is there a trade war? Is there not a trade war? The second largest global economy is not going away anytime soon. This will warm at some point through elections or through Absolutely. a second term. I mean, so the money is is there. A large, growing middle class 
uh, the the largest number of millionaires and billionaires of any other country in the last five years. Uh, you know, these people have money and and will eventually figure out how to get it out. Uh, and their children are coming here ha- and and going to college. Uh, absolutely, and and I just uh, was showing somebody a mom buying for her daughter from uh, mainland China, and uh, she's going to school downtown, and they were looking on the Upper East Side for for an apartment. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Moving on, though, I mean, you know, WeChat is an incredible. When I saw that announced, I thought, wow, that's amazing. Moving on, though, I mean, Matt, you you've accomplished so many announcements in 2019. I think more so in all the years that I know you at Halstead uh, and done great stuff. But talk a little bit about movement. Uh, I find movement incredibly informative. Tell us about you know your thinking behind that and and how you think that's going to be effective in our in our company anyway. Yeah, I mean, for those who are listening, the <clears throat> movement what we do is is like I honestly feel like we get too many damn emails. Like, and that's the problem. You with- think? I mean, I'm looking at my my red dot on next to my envelope mm-hmm. on my app, my my phone, and I'm going to see probably a couple hundred while I'm in this uh, in this conversation. So, what I want to do is I didn't want to send dozens of emails a week out to agents about what we're launching, what's new, what's different. I wanted to consolidate it and say, you know what, we're sending out one email a week, and we're going to put out everything you need to know about what's new and different about what we're launching. I look forward uh, to it. Any social media digital tidbits that you need to know. We dissect a video, and I believe I've dissected literally every agent in this room at some point, one of their videos. Uh, and we, we also talk about articles you could share over social media. Um, and, and, and I want people to be engaged and open. And we're, we're tracking open rates. I believe it was at about 20% on these six, six times a week emails. We're up to 70% on open rates. People are talking about this stuff. Every Thursday, we send it out. And, and, and for anyone who's in this industry or outside this industry for messaging is that I, I'm just saying consolidate them, send out less because I'm, I'm, I'm just getting too many messages and I want to be responsible in my use of email. You know, the, 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 the key is, and we all know how agents can be <clears throat> or, the, or how the minds of agents can be, if they're looking at this, this uh, stuff it is powerful and it is informative and it cuts down on the emails. It's it's incredible. I look forward to it every week and I, I learn something every time I see one Same. hit my button. Nice. Thank you. Tell us about the Demi. I love this. And I only just found this a couple of weeks ago. I forgot. I think maybe Sarah showed it to us at a at a, uh, at a um, sales meeting recently and I wasn't aware of it. Now, you know, sometimes I could have my head in the sand <laughs> like everybody else. It's phenomenal. Well, I mean, what we what we. Are, are hearing from a lot, and, and I actually did this through my buying process uh, recently, <clears throat> is that you you go to all these appointments, everyone hands you a show sheet, everyone hands you a brochure. And nobody wants them anymore. And, and it's like, I don't want it. Like I don't want to hold it because I got to take it to my right. next appointment. Right. I, I just want something I could put in my pocket uh. and call it a day. And and I also want something that has the, the, the essentials that I need. And then after that, for more, it's just take out your phone and hover your phone over this QR code and see everything you need. We get a, a mobile responsible uh, property site just for that listing. So it's literally a brochure, micro brochure the size of a business card that we design. It folds out uh, and, and you, you get more people taking them. So when you put them out, you know, you put out a brochure, they're going to be like, I'm not sure if I'm interested in this property. I'm probably not going to take it. Or I don't have enough of room to fit this. I don't want to lug it around. I'm not taking it. So that means they're not taking you with them. So I just want them to take you That's with them and then put them in the pocket, put them in their pocketbook. It's big enough to, or small enough to fit in each of them. It is. And then it's <clears throat> also more eco-friendly. They take it, a brochure, and they're like, 
this is wasteful. I just knocked down a tree by taking this. But what we're doing is we're printing them on post-consumer product. So it's a completely recycled Uh product so that you're not you're not harming the environment and you're you're printing something that's completely recyclable where does the name come from demi the demi comes from uh a a martech meeting that we had it's uh it's (laughs) see this i'm I'm telling you it's all brand new to me we enjoy demi lovato's music (laughs) (laughs) putting him on the spot i love it go ahead no i i think that it's just it's a reflection of something that's small (laughs) petite and sophisticated and that's why we chose it but we also wanted people to talk about it so it's like come up with some uh, you know, unique name that people are just going to bring up in a, you know, a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As we certainly did in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, small that was my goal. Small that was my goal. Mission Success. accomplished. You got it, it just got mentioned on a podcast. Take the Just end the interview right now. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, it, it caught my eye. I first said, yeah. what the hell is a Demi? And then when I saw it, when she showed it to us, it was great. All right, yeah. stand by. We're live from Smash Studios here in Hudson Yards, New York City. We are listening to The Voice America Talk Radio Network. More with everybody when we come right back. Don't go away. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, real estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back with Sean McPeak from Halstead, Anna Shagalaw from Halstead, Jordan Shea from Douglas Elliman, Phil Horrigan 
Greeley and LeaseBreak.com, Matthew Cohen from Halstead, Matt Leone and Nicole Hay staying with us from Halstead. <clears throat> Matt Leone, one other question. So, you know, I, I, I couldn't touch on all of your accomplishments in 2019. There are so many of them. But, you know, we just started a new decade, 2020. I like saying that, 2020. What are some of the plans you have going on in your mind? I mean, real estate these days is more global, I think, than it's ever been before. It's yeah. not so local, not so regional. We're more global, and everybody kind of talks about the global atmosphere. Obviously, we chat with the Chinese uh, uh, people. What are you looking at for 2020 as far as you know the firm and, and new marketing initiatives? Well, I think <clears throat> um, as a firm, uh, you know, obviously a very competitive market space in New York City. I think what my job is is to to really prov- be not to be a watered down replica of another firm. Like I, I want the things that we do to be unconventional and unique enough where we stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And like that's the number one goal of 2020 to continue the the momentum that uh, we've made over the course of the last you know six months that I've been or, or eight nine months that I've been exclusive to Halstead. But I think the one thing that I think that we really need to hone in on, especially in a market that you know has the the smallest amount of buyers that we've seen in a quite a long time, is that we have to be as targeted a, 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 as we can to try and get our message out to individuals. So like we have to rely on sort of data, data-driven and artificial intelligence-driven uh, marketing and advertising solutions. So like the, the, there's three or four products that are we're testing and launching you know, within this week or next week that's going to be driven on that. It's like, like you want to you wanna go to your client and say, I'm marketing to people who have a likelihood that are actually going to buy a rent in the near future, not just spraying and praying and saying, you know what, I, I think there's one of one of these buyers in what we're doing. I, I, I think accumulating nine months worth of data that we've done uh, since, since I've been here exclusively is going to reap its benefits because we're going to continue to do that in years to come. I think any firm that is going to be competitive in the future is going to have to concentrate on on really honing in through artificial intelligence and and data driven based solutions, uh, and and not be sort of uh, I, I mean I I love from a brand play to really go global with affiliations and partnerships and you know initiatives like WeChat and I think that that helps us from a brand perspective, but the thing that really moves the needle for agents is that like I'm actually helping you find a buyer or renter in a really tough market like that's my job this year to get over the hump. So that when this the, the bottom hits and everyone starts entering the market again, you know we start reaping the benefits of it. So I, I I'm excited about that as being really a driver for what we're doing in in 2020. All right, sounds good to me. So let's move on. And mm-hmm. as we uh, are, we rather heading for a recession. <clears throat> Lots of buzz about that. Uh, economy is strong, but people still think that stuff is slowing down. So here is an important point that you might want to share with your clients. A recession is not a housing crisis, okay? Underscore, a recession is not a housing crisis. In fact, in the last five recessions, only two have had a negative impact on home prices. The one that had the most impact, 2008, uh, was caused by housing and mortgage markets and the banking screw-ups. So naturally, we saw home prices hit pretty get hit pretty hard. In other recessions, nothing was affected in the housing market. So in talking to your buyers and your sellers out there, your friends, your 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 uh, you know cohorts at, at at your firms. What are people? What are people thinking about as far as a recession is concerned? Do people think that we are going into one in 2020, 2021, or do they not? There's a 
there's this expression that says something like the stock market predicted, I think it's eight of the last four recessions, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The, the joke is that the stock market- And they predicted that there was one coming. Well, right? that's the thing. The stock market is constantly trying to predict there's a recession, and right. then often there's not a recession. So that, this kind of happened in the early part of last year. If you remember, the stock market took a hit, yep. and people were like, there's a recession. We talked about it on the show every week. And then all of a sudden, all these economic mm-hmm. indicators pointed the other way, and then the stock market had a huge rally. So right now, the collective mindset in the stock market anyway, which represents what people are thinking, is that that's not going to happen in the imminent future. Again, we never know. The, the, we really don't know for sure, but that is what the stock market is thinking. So that is the sense that I'm getting from people, that it's just not going to happen anytime soon. However, we're still in the longest economic expansion I think we've ever had on record. And we've always had a recession at some point. So there's this feeling of like, will it happen soon? But but it begs the question because we are in the longest economic <clears throat> expansion, you know, ever, I think. Uh, and that's all true. However, you know, it has not affected the housing market in a positive way. And that's where I think most people have a concern. And I think buyers out there today are saying, look, I get that the economy is great. I get that Wall Street is great. I get that maybe I need to pull some money out of my Wall Street investments and invest in something, but I'm just not quite sure I should do that right now. Are they fearing a recession? Are they fearing that there is a potential of prices coming down even more so? I guess what I'm trying to get at is, and most people in our industry are saying the same thing, what really is happening. So I don't know that it's recession. I don't know if it's all of the above. I'm not quite sure. I believe in our market, a lot of it with regards to the stock market is uh, they're, they're afraid of the opportunity cost of what's going to happen if I take my money out of, you know, my portfolio. If you bought Apple this year, it was, you know, in the beginning of the year, it was one of the best performing stocks all year. So if you bought, you know, an apartment in Soho and you versus putting that money in Apple stock, you know, you'd be, you'd be kind of upset right now, right? Yeah. But Apple can tumble, you know, or any stock can tumble. Well, any of them can. So I probably won. I mean, I I I I like in our our properties to like a like a treasury bond with like a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, it, they rarely you're not going to lose half the value of of your of your apartment in New York city. But yeah. I also think there's a lot of people in this city that actually, um, you know, don't even compare. I, I find a lot of people when I'm talking to them, sellers and buyers, I, we don't even talk about the stock market. I find that we talk about other factors like, you know, companies coming into the city, tech firms like Google, oh. you know, expanding. Um, if you watched Bloomberg over Christmas and new year's, there were a lot of really interesting shows where they spoke about the strength of, the stock markets and how they they see a lot of positivity for 2020 but, but that the, they didn't expect. The liquid's got to come would, from somewhere, right? You know, yeah, but it's, believe it's a factor. It, it's not. But you're right. Like, yeah, I mean, Facebook it, coming or something like that is way more exciting and way more impactful on the real estate market in New York City. Well, but, the um, point. Sorry, the point I was just going to say is that on Bloomberg they talked about how more people have liquid cash than ever before yes. in history. Well, so I, I don't believe. It. So it's not even that they have to liquidate anymore. And what's interesting is that even though we are in one of the longest, you know, e- economic periods of growth without a downfall for a while, we also had a huge industry that became much bigger. Which which is that tech industry. We didn't, you know, in in the early 2000s and the 1990s, you didn't have a huge tech industry taking over places like San Francisco and parts of New York with Yahoo and Google and all these smaller firms. So that's also expanding and elongating that period. 
there are still so many people that are not over the shock of 2008. So people are being a little bit more careful. They're a lot more sensitive to this market. But I'm sure we've all used the tagline, you're buying a home, not a stock. And I think that's really important to remember because this is a long-term thing. If somebody somebody bought a loft in Soho and they're worried about the stock market, then you're not really, you don't have the head for real estate because it's a long-term investment. And eventually that loft will pay off. You just need to time it right. And I think that's the key. I think if people buy with that understanding that it's not a short-term investment, that you're going to live in this home for a bunch of years. Uh, you're going to be okay. And, and it's an asset that, that you're using. Drop 50%. Exactly. It's right. just an asset class, frankly speaking. It's just very illiquid. And there's a lot dumped into one single entity. But I think an important point, because we did talk about the stock market a little bit, the stock market has changed drastically. It is now so much heavier in electronic, computer-based, Correct. artificial intelligence-based. It has no bearing, in my opinion, on consumer confidence. Because at the end of the day, you're not calling your broker to execute a trade. Your trade is done by a computer for you. And so I, that's why we're seeing, yeah, the stock market's great, but also consumer confidence in the real estate market is now separating. And it will continue to do so. And so isn't, the it, way isn't it all about consumer confidence? Absolutely. Yeah. So, to, so to Jordan's point, the, the smarter buyers and sellers in New York are more focused, hopefully, on the Fed and the bonds market. And not the stock market, well, because think, that's affecting real estate. If you look at the Olshan reports, if you read it yeah. every week, there was a huge uptick in four million dollar plus correct. contracts. Although last week December. was a little shy of what mm-hmm. it's been, but yes, that's and it correct. looks like the the market has priced in the transfer taxes, and it looks like dropping ten percent in, in price is what's going to spur uh, spur the buyers. And it looks like people are shopping for bargains. There's plenty of them out there, but I think Absolutely. I'm prob- you're probably in the same situation as me in this room is that you have a lot of people sitting on the sidelines waiting for a deal. I have yeah. a lot of people coming out of the sidelines. Yeah. I have yeah. to tell no, you, I, I am, I, they're I, starting I to, they're starting to. Sadly, I haven't spoken to in years calling me. It's just a lot longer. So like we used to say, coming out of the sidelines, it's a year long process now of actively searching for property. It's not like I need it now. Well, it's like Matt said, there's a lot of people sitting on a lot of liquid cash. And so they're slowly coming out of the sidelines thinking, okay, I got to do something here. And they're looking for opportunity. And you have the listing brokers pulling you to the side saying, make a lowball offer, yes. give, yes. Give, yes. Us just, give us whatever you got. Just give me I mean, offer. you get to be the hero for but the buyers. Yeah. Now. There, there is a, there's another side that I've seen recently that I thought that I think is very interesting because I went from having one buyer in December to now I have five, like, like they like came out in the last Nowhere. week and, yeah. and now, so like two of them, I, I found a very interesting world looking around and they, to, to Anna and Jordan's point, they're looking for opportunity. They're looking for a deal. And so when they hone in on one or two things and I speak to the listing broker and they find out there's an offer or two, they're like, I'm over the deal thing. Let's just get it. Like it's an interesting yeah. process because they want a deal. But then if they hear that there are offers close to ask, it changes their whole perspective because they see other people doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, are. bidding wars are happening too. Totally. I mean, there's no rhyme yeah. or reason to, I mean, everything obviously always comes down to price. We talk about that all the time on the show. But some are priced right and are getting no traction and others are priced right and there's like four people that want it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. If somebody, Matt Leone, if you can if you can <laughs> tell me why, you have all the answers. You tell me why. <laughs> all right, we got to hold off on that. We're, we're <laughs> Saved by the bell. We got to go to break. Saved by the bell. Uh, we are uh, listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Back for segment four right after the break. Don't go away. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back for segment four uh, with the panel with Matt Leone and Nicole Hay. All right, question. The city's townhouse market posted a record in 2019, a double-wide house at 1416 E67th Street, once home to Bob Guccione, who was the founder of Penthouse Magazine, actually sold and closed for $77.1 million. The biggest co-op sale was a duplex at 835 Fifth Avenue. It sold for $53 million, less than half the initial $120 million asking price, which was out of control. But several industry executives and agents believe that the upcoming presidential election could temporarily sideline some of these high-priced buyers. What do you think is going to happen then to the what I call the meat and potatoes buyer? And let's say two million dollars and under. I think, uh, you know, I think the games change with Bloomberg coming back in election and just the way our market perceives, you know, that. Oh God, Matt. Uh, the, uh, no, but I think. Listen, I think if Bloomberg I were to what win he's a nomination, thinking. I can't imagine if if Bloomberg were to win a nomination and win the presidency, mm-hmm. I think uh, you would regret not buying property right now because you might not be able to afford it once that guy wins. Because the the just the way we perceive what he's done for the city for most people, 
kind of would would kind of bring that confidence back we haven't seen in a couple he years. needs to he needs to come back one way or another but sadly it's not gonna be yeah it's a shame yeah. he just doesn't have he's, enough he's phenomenal yeah he doesn't have a lot of charisma he doesn't have, any, he doesn't have enough support yeah, outside of new york they don't know him yeah, yeah, yeah no york, i mean yeah him. he's he's trying to take guns from people in the midwest but i mean i think but I just, I just, look, I just look, Same. I just look at it, and I'm like, it's just a perception thing because people have plenty of cash, and I just think that people are kind of freaked out by the political situation, like 2016. Well, we well but as Matt said before, there's a lot of cash-heavy people just sitting on the sidelines. But you know, the people who want to spend <laughs> under two million dollars, what? Why aren't they buying? Well, so I, I or, think, or that, what's the prediction rather? So there's two different ways of looking at it. So I think what's really interesting about high-end buyers, and if you ask any big broker, whether it's Leonard Seinberg, Nikki Field, Richard Orenstein, they'll all tell you that you know the higher-end buyers who are spending over $20 million are less, you know, concerned about something like salt or less concerned about transfer taxes or mansion tax increase, but they are more concerned about politics and they're very, very in the political world, whether they like it or not. Yeah. So that definitely influences their decisions. Yeah. But then on a, on a basis of, you know, buyers that are between one and two or even below one, you know, they're not as influenced on political things, but they are and like their perception is influenced by it because they watch it on TV. They don't really know what's happening. And so they're going to really needs to go away as much as I'm a big fan. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're, they're believe the it or not. The first time that set is actually as political as they are. Right. And it's, and it's one of those things where I think those buyers under 2 million to Anna's point earlier, they, they're very in the forefront right now because, you know, they're looking at things like the Fed is holding off interest rates. So they're looking at, you know, it's definitely a good time to buy the market soft. If they can meet with a seller, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's just, you know, it's about the process and it's not about the process that was two, three years ago where I'm going to buy and I'm going to buy today. I'm going to buy and it's going to work out for me. So if that takes a day or if that takes a year, it has to work for me. I think the market's going to change when what Anna and kind of what I guess what Matt was talking about with these bidding wars or when there's an offer on the table and you think you have all day to, you know, weeks and months to kind of counter offer. And then all of a sudden you hear there's another buyer yeah. and there's another buyer and it's a supply and demand ultimately. And then once the rumor gets out that properties are going fast again, you can't wait well, on that. Well, when that, that's starts, right. yeah, when that starts happening, it happens fast. Yes, yeah, right. very well, fast. It's, it's the drop of a dime and all of a sudden it, it turns around. Yeah. But, you know, I was talking to somebody recently over at Hudson Yards and it's crickets over there. Nothing is <laughs> well, selling, nothing is, yeah. is moving. That's but that's I mean, kind of this a is different. Uh, well, that's, that's a different. That's, a different that's where you, yeah, that's where yeah. we always do, we always talk about how there are a million different markets in New York City real estate and how you can't just broaden it to one. That's a whole different market. Like that's a logistical issue there right. and not a market here? issue. Yeah, right here. Sorry, yeah, right we here. can yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. look at those glass Live. buildings. <laughs> Hush up. Okay, so according to the Olshan report, Sean mentioned this before. Eleven contracts <laughs> were signed last week at four million dollars and above. Christmas week. Now, the week this past week was, I think, think down to seven. Uh, was it a typical post-Christmas week total? And is it in, um, encouraging continuation of the recent uptick in the luxury market? I'm in a luxury um, new development building on the east side. And this past weekend, I honestly can say, and I reported to my developers yesterday, a huge uptick in visitors during open house. So was it just a Christmas week thing um, that for, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, 11 contracts uh, were signed at 4 million and above, or is it something that's beginning to change it, and, and it, it was hopefully a, start happening? It was more? a record for a lot of new developments uh, last week. Uh, they had record traffic. Um, so yeah. we had a developer call yesterday and 
our new development department at Halstead kind of let us know that they had they had a ton of visitors across the board. Yes. Long Island City, Harlem, mm. Brooklyn. LLIC um, is really hot. I mean, our, our project here on 36th Street, we had, we've had 50 showings in the last month. Wow. That's extraordinary. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think the market's good. I mean, we signed a bunch of contracts in December. We did a bunch of rentals in December. Um, there's very unseasonal activity. So I, I'm pretty optimistic. I mean, even with the election, I think last election was way crazier. I, I, you know, we kind of have what we have right now. So I've, I'm optimistic, but I'm not sure. Let me pick up on that, Sean, because you said something that really resonates lately. Unseasonable activity. No longer are we in seasonal sales anymore. Well, seasons are I think done. that's been going on for a couple for of years. years. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it has, has but has I'm been. seeing a lot more of it lately. Yeah. Because we used to be very defined, you know, fall season and very defined winter season or spring season. I, I also think the product mix matters for seasons. No one's buying a townhouse. There was no townhouse contracts Correct. signed last week. But uh, a lot of these smaller developments and, you know, these new developments and stuff, that, that's where the action's kind of happening. But also, but, but, but I think is, it, go it goes back to opportunity. You know, smart buyers in New York, not only do they know it's a time for opportunity, but opportunity is during the holidays when people are away. And, mm -hmm. and you know, there gotcha. is not as much activity. So they're going to try and stay. Um, but also, with the stock market being so you know, confident right now and it being so high, I kept on hearing from clients and friends that they more than ever worked over Christmas and New Year's than ever. Like the city I was here the last week for New Year's, it was mobbed. Like mm -hmm. I'm usually here really? and it's it's quiet and I'm like, I'm so happy. And, and it was people everywhere. And really? so like people were here, people were doing things. I came back late sun, uh, early Sunday for open house on Sunday, but uh, I wasn't here for two weeks, but I got the same impression on Sunday that it was really, what the heck is going oh, on yeah. here? I had Craziness. Busy, I had a very busy Sunday. Yeah, yeah. same I here. I think the New Year is definitely bringing a new energy with it. Just like Matt said, 2019 was the year of apprehension. And I feel like 2020, we're going to see, and I'm already seeing a lot of buyers coming out, yep. kind of ready to take on the opportunities. So... I'm feeling good about it. I, I think so, too. I agree with that. So so uh, the Olshan report said, you know, last week, total uh, volume of sales, $80 million. Average asking price, $7.279 million. I thought that was a little high. Median asking price, $5.5 million. Uh, average discount from original ask to last asking price, 12%. That's significant. And the average days on the market, this I, I'm kind of back and forth with. 579 days on the market. That and just seems average? a little average. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. I can't, but I, I mean, I'm seeing a slowdown or have, but not that. That's but, it's, but wait, but it's not because you have to remember, and I think Jordan will have it's my back on this one. It's new development. Yeah. So like I'm not sure he's going to have your back every, on that one. If you look on Street Easy, it doesn't have the typical, you know, clock on a resale that a new development has. Correct. It'll say yeah, sales started May of 2016. And there are a lot yeah, of buildings like that. Yeah, I'd like to see the like numbers that. of resales, not the the, um, the average days on the market for yeah. resale and taking out the new dev. I mean, I think the days on market correlates directly to the discount. So if we're looking at an average discount of 12%, which is double digit, which is incredibly high, of course we're going to have a higher days on market. But doesn't that go back to the seller, though? Because if the seller's not willing to meet somewhere, whether it's new development and a developer or a resale, then that average day on market's going to stay longer because they're not going to come up with those discounts. At 567 days, how many markets ago was that? Like when you're pricing right. well, that's that my point. Exactly. off and initially and your projection is that this thing is going to go up and up and up and I can't possibly lose. 
and instead it goes down and down and down mm-hmm. for how many consecutive quarters? Like, right. And the most and that, 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 that type that of adjustment. That supports what Matt said. Right. And the most yeah. important yeah. detail of that list yeah. is the 12%. Okay. I'm, told, I'm being told that, that we're out of yes. time. Unfortunately, that is our broadcast <laughs> for today. Thank you for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, or Instagram, at Vince Rocco. We are back next week because if it's Tuesday morning, it's Good Morning New York Real Estate. Shoot for the moon, everyone. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Be kind to one another. And for all of us at Voice America all around the world, thanks for joining us, and I will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones.